You know, Josh, it'll be very nice when Aaron Judge is a New York Met next year. Looking forward to it. Welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly. Final hour, one day only. Tom will be back tomorrow, 2 o'clock here on WBEN. I'm asking you because I I saw these two stories. I did. I did. My name's Joe. Did I say I was Beamer? I think I said I was Beamer in for Bowerly. If I didn't, my name's Joe Beamer. Um, We're talking about thrill seekers. Tell me something you've done that is seeking a thrill. I can't think of a better way to say it. But, you know, we're, we're talking bungee jumping out of an airplane, mountain climbing, or bungee jumping, or parachuting out of an airplane, mountain climbing. Um, you know, I don't know if we have anyone in the audience that's Nick Walinda, you know, <laughs> climbed, you know, walked over a tightrope, but something you've done that you really get a thrill out of uh, and that some people might think, oh, that's a little, it's a little daredevil uh, of you. 803-0930, star 930. And how about these stories that I cited? Uh, the, the plane that, you know, this jumbo plane that uh, took off today or the plane that someone made in their backyard. Would you would you get on that? Would you would you fly that? 803-0930, star nine thirty. Mark is in Buffalo. Hey, Mark. Joe, I really like it when you're on the air. I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. I have a really good uh, thrill story to tell you, but I'll endeavor to be brief. All right, go ahead. Um, in 1988, I dated a very attractive female in Mountain Brook, Alabama, and her parents were affluent. Mommy had a BMW, and Dad had a Porsche. And he goes to me, Marky, you want to take the Porsche out for a spin? I said, yes, sir. It was a Porsche Candy Apple Red 924 or 944, I forget. Anyway, we got on Interstate 20, and my girlfriend at the time says to me, let's see what this thing can do. So I said, okay. And I learned on the clutch. I had that thing buried past 140 on (laughs) I-20. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Cars, there were The cars I was passing were standing still like ants. Did and I said to her, you know what? I better stop. I'm going to get in trouble. So what I did was I put the clutch in and I glided for four miles. Oh, my God. What, what was, I mean, the feeling, the adrenaline you must have had hitting that speed um, on, on the open road? It was super fun. And, um. We got back home. I took it easy because I had worked the engine, and she says to me, Marky, you do a Porsche well. And I said, thank you. We pulled into the garage, and um, the guy's name was Lee. And then he says to me, Mark, did you enjoy yourself? And then he put his hand on the hood, and it was really hot. Ooh. And he said, oh, you had fun with this? And I said, yes, sir, I did. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mark, I have to ask you, you know, uh, did you ever try that again? No. Okay. I had a Roadrunner that I had a Roadrunner 440. You said first gear at 55, second gear at 85. I had that thing buried on 120 doing I-85. Oh and the rear end started wagging around. And I said, you know what? I think I'm done with my need for speed. Right now I'm 58. I drive a four-cylinder truck. I get there when I get there. Oh my gosh! And and I uh, I get scared when I go over eighty. And here you are. Well, Mark, appreciate the uh, the the story. That is definitely a thrill seeker type story. There, Mark and Buffalo opens a line for you. Obviously, you know, don't try that at home, right? I, I think Mark learned learned his lesson. Let's not let's not try that. I mean, I you know I would never say this when I'm in the car, but when the car goes over eighty miles an hour, 
you know, I start getting a little, you're a little more focused, but I'm getting a little nervous. If I was in a car with someone going 140, I mean, I would be hitting the emergency brake or pulling the emergency brake. Uh, are you, you know, oh my gosh, that, that is definitely thrill seeking right there. And I can't imagine the adrenaline. Uh, 803-0930, star 930. Steven is in Orleans. Hey, Steven. Hello. Steven, you've jumped out of a plane? Yep. All right, tell me about it. Uh, I work in the uh, field where people, uh, during the COVID thing, they would call and report that so-and-so is not wearing a mask or whatever the situation was. And uh, we'd have to go do a little report on it because that's what the governor wanted. And uh, so I went up to this small uh, airport and I said, hey, somebody knocked on you guys, not wearing a mask, you know, whatever, I don't care. But just letting you know, and this is 2020, I guess. And um, within three days, they had me jumping out 15,000 feet in the air, like out of an airplane. Oh, my gosh. Now, is that something you ever thought of doing? Never. No. I, I spent five years in the Marine Corps. I never jumped out of a plane. So, no. So, Stephen, let me ask you. Your, your, your mindset, how do you have to adjust your mindset to bring yourself to jump out of that plane? I had my father, who was a widower at the time, and, and uh, you want to do this? And he just said, yeah, sure. And uh, he did it with me. He's 67 years old at the time. So. Wow. I, I could never imagine of just, you know, oh, yeah, let's go do this. I mean, my mind would be all over the place. And I'd probably tell you on the ground I'll do it, and then we get up in the air, and I would probably chicken out. But, Stephen, I'm glad. Are you glad you were able to do it? Uh, I guess so. I saw my old man go first, and there's no chickening out once your old dad jumps out first, you know. <laughs> well, Stephen, I'm glad you have that story and glad it all worked out for you. Uh, a thrill seeker indeed, Stephen in Orleans County. 803-0930, star 930, gets you on if you want to talk about thrill seekers or th- or something you've done that some people just say is a daredevil. Now, I know this is going to sound crazy, but... If you, if, if, if you told me that you got in that plane that the guy built in his backyard, I'd say that that is a daredevil thing. And again, this guy probably built a, a very uh, well put together plane, right? But I see that and I go, I don't know if I could get on that plane. You built this in your backyard. I mean, you have the parts. It looks like a plane. I don't think I'm getting on that. Um, I'm also not jumping out of a plane. I'm, you know... But I will get on the Superman, and we know that people have fallen out of roller coasters. You know, now would my mind change if I got stuck on a roller coaster? You ever see those videos where people are stuck hanging upside down on a roller coaster? Now, if I was in that, you know, in a car that got stuck, maybe my my uh, mind on roller coasters would change. Lee here on News Radio nine thirty WBen. Um, Josh, I just want to make sure we're reset on the dump. All right. Not that I think Joe in Niagara Falls will say anything, but before I take a call, I have to make sure that the delay is back because, you know, we run a very professional operation here. Joe in the Falls. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's up, Joe? How you doing, Ben? Doing all right. Now, uh, you flew a helicopter close to the water. Yeah, a friend of mine used to own uh, a Hughes 500D helicopter, uh, just like the one that used to be in Magnum PI, that program and uh, he flew charters over the falls and 
every morning he'd leave out of the town of Niagara here and uh, go to uh, the river uh, to do his tours. And uh, one time, uh, me and a girlfriend of mine went with him. We used to fly over there and then just get a ride back, fly for free. And he took us, he said, about 100 feet above uh, the rapids, all the way from the falls, underneath all the Canadian bridges, underneath the cable car, and uh, all the way to Youngstown, about, he said, between 90 and 100 miles an hour, all the way across the water. And I couldn't believe how exciting it was to actually see uh, you know, when you're close and you're doing that speed, it was, uh, you, you don't really get the impression of the, you know, the feeling of the speed when you're up high, but it was really, uh, exciting. We went, we went actually did that a couple of times. He used to fly, uh, above close to the water. And then, uh, the coast guard would actually, uh, contact him and he would contact them and, uh, ask if he's seen anything or any, 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 uh, incidents where people needed help or anything. And it was always it was always a good ride, but it was really exciting, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Does it get the uh, the adrenaline flowing? Oh yeah, it was it was cool, man. I I liked it. I always liked to uh, fly, and a helicopter is uh, way way different than a uh, you know an airplane. Oh uh, yeah, much much more uh, much more exciting, much more mo- uh, you know mo- movable. I mean, you can control it and. It was just, uh, I just figured out college. You know, it was really, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Hey, Joe, appreciate the call. Joe in the Falls, I'll tell you this. I am not a fan of helicopters. I flew a helicopter, flew. I was a passenger in a helicopter once in my life. And you know what? If I never go in a helicopter again, I'll be fine. That is just one that, I mean, what Joe, what, what Joe said, sounds fun. Getting down to the water, seeing how fast the thing can move. Um, but I... You can't get me in a helicopter. I'll tell you that right now. I I did it once when I was in high school, flew over the falls. It was really cool. Some really good images that you got to see right there in person. Um, but I'm good flying in a plane or, you know, driving, which I know everyone's going to say, Joe, there's more car accidents. There's more likelihood of you getting a car accident than a plane accident or a helicopter accident. I, I get that. But... um. I don't know. Helicopters, just just not for me. 803-0930, star 930, if you want to talk about th- uh, being a thrill seeker and doing something that someone might call you a daredevil for doing, you know, jumping out of a plane, bungee jumping, going, you know, fast in a car. And by fast, we mean, you know, fast. Now, depends, obviously, we're not promoting going fast in a car, but thrill-seeking, something that someone would go, I can't believe you did that. We'll take your calls, 803-0930, but also when we come back, and I want to get to this, and I know you guys heard me talk about it yesterday on BMAS and Beamer, but um, I have found a new hobby thanks to a caller of ours last week, and thanks to a generous listener, or I assume a generous listener, um, sending me some, uh, some pointers and cards. Um, I've really gotten into collecting sports cards, baseball cards, football cards, and it is a really fun hobby. And, you know, I'm thinking, I think we all need a hobby, a fun hobby. Last week I talked about memorabilia and what cool memorabilia do you have around your house. I think we all need a hobby, something to do that we enjoy doing that kind of gets your mind off of 
current events, maybe even off of reality. Do you have a hobby that you look forward to? And do you have a hobby that may have not changed your life, but made life a little more fun? You know, got, gave you a, 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 um, a gateway away from just following current events all the time or just, uh, you know, something that takes the stress out of the day. I'll tell you, I, now I have a very small baseball card collection because I just started, but it's really fun looking through these cards and I watch a lot of these shows now, now, you know, for the last week, uh, I watch these shows on uh, sports cards and auctions and I'm doing research. It's a really fun hobby, a fun hobby. So we'll take your thrill-seeking calls, but we'll also take your calls on hobby that you might have. 803-0930, star 930, back after this. Her hair is hollow gold Her lips sweet surprise It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you for joining me uh, today. Uh, obviously, in the last segment, we had to use the dump button, but that's why we have it because you have some people that want to call in and, you know, say some just completely inappropriate things. Uh, but that's why we have the dump button. And Josh, quick work there on the other side of the glass. Deserves all the credit. Thank you, Josh, for getting to the button, pressing the button. I'm not sure the button in the studio works, so I'm glad that just uh, that Josh was right on it and got there and was able to do it. But, hey, that's what happens, right? Uh, you've got people that want to, uh, I don't want to say sabotage the show, but they just want to say completely inappropriate things, and I'm glad we have the technology um, and the 20-second delay to get to that button. Um, now... We'll continue taking your calls on things you've done uh, t- uh, that you could put in the category of thrill-seeking adventures, okay? But I also want to talk about something we talked about last week, and um, I was talking about collective memorabilia and, and cool stuff you have in your house. It doesn't have to be sports memorabilia, just any kind of memorabilia. And we had a caller call in about their uh, baseball card collection, and I thought, you know, that sounds really cool. Uh, then a few days later, I got a few mystery packs in the mail, um, and that was awesome. And it really started uh, this collecting uh, hobby, you know, eight days ago. Um, but, you know, I've, I've done some watching of these auctions and these uh, uh, baseball card collecting accounts. I've done some reading. Uh, yes, 
If I make some extra money on DoorDash, I've gone and, you know, just bought some of the retail packs uh, at the drugstore. But it's really a fun hobby. And uh, I've gotten some organizers now. So when I get some more cards, I'll have a proper place to put them, not just on a shelf in my closet. Uh, but, you know, now that I know what you're looking for, like I I used to think that, oh, just a baseball card, that's a cool baseball card. And if this player's good or if you get it signed, it might be worth more money. I didn't realize the relics, right? You get like a little piece of the jersey in there or a piece of the bat or a numbered card. Oh, there's only 50 of these made. You have one of 50 um, or a signature card, an autograph card, an autograph card that's numbered. These were really cool things that I've, I'm, I'm starting to discover. And I'm having a really a, a lot of fun with this hobby. And it's something that, you know, I, I think we, we've all tried to pick up different hobbies, right? I tried to pick up... Uh, putting puzzles together and my wife is probably laughing at me bringing this up because I think I may have put four pieces together and given up on that project and it sat in the floor of our uh, of our guest room until um, I don't know it's probably still sitting there with all the the junk that's there you can't really see the floor um, but this is a hobby I think I can really stick with number one I love sports I'm a huge baseball fan a huge football fan and I've you know got a few baseball and football cards um, you know I'm a hockey fan. Uh, so I think this is stuff I really could get into and something that, you know, won't go away. Like, oh, I got these cards and I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, I, I think that's going to be a cool thing, watching baseball and looking through these cards. Like, oh, I hope I get a Jacob deGrom card. That would be awesome. But just to find out that, yeah, you know, base cards are really nothing. Like, okay, that's cool. And I've put all the Mets base cards into a top loader because I'm a Mets fan. Um, but to know what you're looking for, to know like how... You can get a $10 pack and find something that might be worth 50, 60 bucks. Hey, now you've got my attention, <laughs> right? Uh, but I'm also thinking, you know, more and more people really, I think having a hobby is important. And if I, if you would have told me that five years ago, I would have said, eh, okay, I got stuff to do. But I think having a fun hobby is important. Now, I consider my job a fun hobby, right? I I'm so lucky, I say this all the time, to go to a job that if I wasn't employed here, if I didn't have a show on WBEN, I probably would be doing some podcast that three people would listen to. But I'd probably be doing that as a hobby. So I'm very lucky that my job, I consider to be a hobby. I consider it, it's a lot of fun. I'm lucky I get paid for it. But I, you know, it, it is fun, and not just fun, I think it's important to have something that kind of gets that stress out of your life, right? I, when I have nothing to do and I have some free time and there's not a sporting event on and I got a little, I will I will play a game of Madden. Now, I don't know if you consider that a hobby. I'm not collecting anything, but I'll go on and I'll play, you know, a few games in my face of the franchise. To me, that's fun. That gets the stress, that relieves the stress a little bit and it's a, it's, it's a good me time. You know, you can say going to the gym is a hobby. And that's important for your physical health, your mental health, right? We, we've, all been, we've all been in an awful mood, gone to the gym, and our mood's increased by 100%. But there's a lot of interesting hobbies out there. And I was just wondering if anyone out there, number one, has any information for me when it comes to baseball, football, hockey card collecting, and maybe an interesting hobby that you have. You know, you've got people that... 
have just some most interesting hobbies that just keep them busy. And, you know, I was talking about this during the um, Social Security thing. Like, I don't think I would ever fully retire, kind of like one of our callers said earlier. I don't think I'd ever retire. Yeah, I'd go and probably just work a part-time job. But as long as I can physically work, I think I would have something to do, some sort of structure. Um, I think that's important for mental health and for physical health. You know, but there's also just something to keep you busy. A lot of us have free time on our hands and we don't know what to do. And it, it, it's kind of productive. So does anyone out there have any interesting hobbies? And, you know, what do you do? It gets your mind off of current events. It gets your mind off of the stresses of reality. And it's something, you know, could be a collection you know, I know for a few years, people's hobbies were collecting those quarters. Now, Josh, you might be too young for this, but they would put... No, I have the quarters. Oh, I have the whole book. Look at you. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. My, my dad had the whole book. I don't know. I'm sure he still does somewhere. But um, you would, you know, get your change back. This is when people paid in cash. I know that's so, that's so long ago. Uh, you would get your quarters back, and there were different states, and they released them at different times, and you would try to get all 50 states and fill out your little booklet, your little map with the coins. Now, that's a, that's a, a really um, interesting hobby. And, you know, it, it gives you something to look for when you get your change back. <laughs> you know, oh, Delaware, I didn't have that one yet. And I think people who also are coin collectors, which is another, I wonder, is that something that's going away? I mean, collecting coins... Uh, you don't hear as much about it. You know, the only coin commercials I see on TV are for you know gold and silver companies to put your retirement with gold and silver. Um, but you know, coin collecting. I'm sure that anyone who's a coin collector out there is um, has probably the map of the state coins. Another hobby is running, and someone put the Ironman triathlon. You know, people train for marathons, for half marathons. When I was running, I would run a 5K every weekend. I probably should get back to running. Maybe I'd fit into more of my clothes. Um, but that's a fun hobby. And that is like a hobby that you will tr you travel around for. You know, people go to, hey, I'm going to run a half marathon in Toronto. Then I'm going to run a marathon here. There's a cool 10K that at the end you get, you know, three adult beverages credits. So I'm going to go and run that. That'll be fun. Just a fun hobby because life can be just so demanding for some. Now, again, I don't have a real demanding job, but a lot of you out there have a demanding job, and you want something that's going to interest you and be fun and, you know, mind-clearing. I guess mind-clearing is the word I'm looking for. You know, because I go, and I say this all the time, and you guys are probably sick of me saying this, but I go on social media, you know, I do it a lot to get topics to bring to you. Um, but you know, I'll scroll through social media and I see people that might need to use a hobby, you know, spend an hour or two of their day, not focused on the stresses of their life or on current events. And if you're listening to the next few days, like, oh my gosh, oh, it's going to be cold. And you know, I wore pants to work today. I wore jeans. I've been wearing shorts since April. And I finally had to put a pair of jeans on to come to work today. But that won't be the case for long. 59 on Friday, partly cloudy. That's definitely shorts weather. Saturday, 67 and sunny. That's shorts and flip-flops weather. Also, 
you know, the Bills are on a bye week. Virginia Tech's on a bye week. Um, UB is home at 1 o'clock on Saturday, 67 and sunny. The UB Bulls, 4-3, and three, undefeated in the MAC. I'm telling you, go out there and get a, get a ticket and go enjoy some college football. UB has had quite the turnaround to this season, and uh, it'd be awesome for them to have a huge crowd. They're 3-0 and in conference play. They're 4-3 and overall. They're in first place in the MAC East. They're playing first place in the MAC West, the 5-2 and Toledo Rockets. Are they, they're still the Rockets, right, Josh? Toledo? I thought they were the Zips now. No, that's Akron. They're the oh, yeah, Toledo right, Rockets, who are 5-2, and 3-0 and in the MAC. So you have two undefeated MAC teams, well, in conference. They're not undefeated overall. Playing each other, again, a heck of a turnover. UB was 0-3, and they've won four straight, three in the MAC, 3-0 and in MAC play. So, you know, 67 and sunny. Because, you know, a week or so from now, everyone's going to be complaining, oh, it's getting cold. I wish I would have enjoyed the warm days. Saturday, 67 and sunny, a perfect opportunity to get yourself to UB Stadium in Amherst, New York, and enjoy some good college football. That team is playing really well. Shout out to them, to their coaching staff, for not giving up when they were 0-3. Too many people give up. They didn't give up when they were 0-3. They've won four straight. They're two away from being bowl eligible. They deserve not only all this credit and all this attention, they deserve to have a good crowd at UB Stadium on Saturday. Like I said, the Bills are off. Also, I'm in town because Virginia Tech has a bye week. I think you might see me at UB Stadium this Saturday for the UB Toledo game at 1 o'clock. So congratulations to them. They're playing some really, really good ball and uh, look forward to watching them on Saturday. I thank you for joining me today. As I always say at the end of the shows, I know what it's like when you tune in and the guy whose name on the show is on vacation. The urge to turn the channels there, I'm glad you didn't. I thank you for the calls. That social security topic would have been nothing without the calls. I thank you so much for the insight uh, and the opinions you shared on Social Security. I think you made that segment 10 times better than I could ever have imagined uh, when I was doing my uh, show prep this morning. So thank you so much. And hopefully you'll stay tuned. Tom Puckett is up next with Buffalo's Evening News. And then at 7 o'clock, we are simulcasting the debate from Channel 4 uh, for NY23. Nick Langworthy, the GOP candidate, and Max Delapia, the Democratic candidate. Uh, it's a one-hour debate right here at 7 o'clock on WBEN. Thanks to our friends at Channel 4. Uh, they're putting that on. We're simulcasting it. Uh, and then at 8 o'clock, Dana will be back. And at 9, the Buffalo Sabres play over on WGR. Sabres after dark as they start their West Coast road trip. Hope you have a great Tuesday evening. Again, Tom is back. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I'll be back at 9 a.m. with Brian Mazarowski for a show we call BMAZ and Beamer. We'll talk to you then on News Radio 930 WBEN.